Father, speak through me, bless through me, transform lives through me. Let the entrance of your word give, bring light and bring understanding to the simple. Amen. Okay, so I'm talking to you this morning in the next few minutes. And I truly, I mean the next few minutes. The place is hot. We are trying to still get the light back on. The power and the influence of a father's blessing. The power and the influence of a father's blessing. The power and the influence of a father's blessing. Now, Proverbs 22, Proverbs 10 and the verse 22. Proverbs 10 and the verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow with it. So there is something called the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. That maketh rich. Actually, um, the Hebrew word translated blessing here is the word bracha, bracha, and it means prosperity. It means prosperity. So, the prosperity of the Lord make it rich. And in fact, the Hebrew word translated sorrow here is, is, the Hebrew word translated sorrow here means, it means without painful toil. So, that we say that the prosperity of the Lord makes you rich without a painful toil. So, the blessings of the Lord now, one of the most difficult words to try to, to explain because, you see, when, when you make your situation, okay, we are, we are in the spirit. We are, they just turned over back to the plant. So, if we can put on the ACs back. Now, let me tell you something. Please follow me carefully. Um, I'm going to speak for a very short time and then I'll pray for you. Follow me carefully. When you allow your situation, when you justify your situation, okay, a difficult situation, and you justify it and say that that is how God wants you to remain, and that's the way God, you, you see, the reason why we are afraid to associate the blessings of the Lord to financial prosperity or to material wealth is because, okay, it's simply because there are a group of preachers who feel that the difficulty they find themselves in, if they accept that the blessings of the Lord is associated with financial prosperity and wealth, then they have failed. So there is this gunk up against trying to associate blessings with a physical manifestation of development in your life. Are you here? Now, Abraham sent his servant to look for a wife for his son, Isaac. And then when his, Abraham's servant got to Rebekah's parents, in an attempt to convince them to release Rebekah for him, he said, the Lord has blessed my servant, your servant Abraham, my master Abraham. He's rich in cattle. He's rich in silver. He's rich in gold. He's rich in men's servant. He's rich in maid servant. Now, let me tell you something. Blessings are not at the same level. It is also because you think that if you don't live in the mansion, then you are not blessed. That's why you fight the definition of blessing. Now, somebody wakes up in the morning and it's healthy, that is a blessing. Because people went to sleep and never woke up. Or some woke up 
and they were sick. And so you wake up, you are healthy. That is a blessing. You don't have a car, but you have money for the bus. That is a blessing. Because somebody doesn't have money for the bus. You have it. That is a blessing. Well, you don't have money for the bus, but you are healthy enough to walk. That is a blessing. Because there's somebody who cannot take two steps. That is a blessing. Well, you live in a kiosk, but you have a good wife. That is a blessing. Somebody lives in a mansion with a Jezebel. Are you here? Oh, you don't have money to put your children in good schools, so they went to public schools, but they are brilliant. That is a blessing. They are, you remember the story of the young man in a village that got eight ones, and the parents didn't have money to take him to the university, and he went back to the farm, and somebody did a story about that gentleman in Ghana. The government gave him a scholarship, and he's in Europe studying now. That is a blessing. Because they are rich men's children who have become drug addicts. They've got them all the books in the world, but they still don't understand anything that are taught. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. You are alive today. That is a blessing. Somebody is at the hospital right now. That is a blessing. I was so careful against COVID. I still got it. Some of you have been so careless, you are still walking around. That is a blessing. Oh, that is a blessing. That, that is a blessing. I can tell you, I eat in good places. I eat good food. I have chefs who cook for me, etc., etc. And somebody is chewing Gary every morning. And the person's immune system had been able to withstand COVID. And I was on, I was on oxygen. That is a blessing. So you see, blessing has a physical manifestation. But you see, it is a quantum of the blessing that confuses you. It is when people begin to let you feel that they are more blessed than you because they came in a four-way drive whilst you walked to church. But you see, the person may be driving in a four-way drive, but the person's heart may be suffering and the person is probably on a ventilator. You don't know. But you came in a trotro, you got down from your trotro, your heart is like the heart of a baby. It's beating in the inside of you. you every, uh, what is called hypertension, you don't know. Diabetes, you don't know. You know all these manner of diseases, it's not in your house. You live in a chaos with seven children. That is a blessing. Somebody lives in a mansion believing God for a child. Traveled all over the world. Trying, trying ivy, and they are not working. That is, you see, you should be able to know your blessing. What God is blessing you with. When you focus on what you don't have. When you focus on your own definition of what is a blessing. And do not focus on the biblical definition of what is a blessing. You will feel God has not been good to you. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Because God has really been good to you. Because listen, the most important things in life, you know it's a blessing to be able to have the lungs that can breathe in oxygen. It's a blessing. To just walk around, just walk around like that. I spent three days in the hospital and I nearly emptied my whole bank account just to leave. 
just to leave last year, December, just to leave because my lungs were so weak, it couldn't take in oxygen. I was thinking, so am I going? Leaving everything. At that time, my house, my houses couldn't save me. My wealth couldn't save me. Nothing, nothing. And I had some small boy doctors and nurses that were turning me about like I was nobody's business. I, I told you I had to use the chamber pot in the presence of a nurse. And I really didn't care because I couldn't take steps into the, into the bathroom. And this nurse was just like this and I was just weeping. I didn't, I didn't even care. It's a blessing to be healthy. Yeah. Are you here? It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be able to speak this morning. Yesterday, I was driving through town with Professor Bell, president of Accra Business School, is here today. Amen. God bless you, Prof. And the vice president is here as well. So, you see, I am blessed to have him and to have um, Professor Cornerstone as well. They've taken all the beddings of me. And yesterday, I was driving through town, got to the Crossport Stadium, and I think, I didn't know it was Kotoko. I would have stopped and gone inside. I didn't know it was Kotoko. I thought it was one useless team. Apparently, it was, it was Kotoko. One useless team that started with H. Apparently, it was Kotoko. They, they just beat them 6 1. Why are they not useless? Apparently, it was Kotoko. I would have gone inside, but I just saw the young men there, and I was looking, I said, This country is a very happy country. We are a very happy country. We are not as rich as other countries, but we are very happy. We, we, we just survive. We just survive. And it's a blessing to be in a country like this where you don't have a gun to your head, where you wake up and you can walk at 2 a.m. and you're not afraid of who is going to attack you and who is going to kill you. And you are just walking around. It's a blessing. It's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. I need you to count your blessing. I need you to name them one by one. And I need you to appreciate the Lord. If you appreciate the Lord, give the Lord the loudest clap offering. Amen. Your, your parents may not have money to take you to a good school or they don't have money to build a good house for you to stay in. You are not wearing the latest clothes that your friends are wearing but your parents are Christians and they are showing you the, the ways of the Lord. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. That is such a blessing. That is such a blessing. Now, the, but you see the blessings of the Lord manifest through different channels. So if we're enjoying a blessing, it may have come to you through various channels. I want to show you, first and foremost, the five main channels of the blessings of the Lord. The five main channels of the blessings of the Lord. The five main channels of the blessings of the Lord. Are you here with me? Now, now Genesis 20, 49, from the verses 22 to 26. Before you read this, let me tell you the background story. So, Joseph had brought his two sons, had brought his two sons, no, no, Jacob was blessing his sons. Jacob was blessing his sons, and then when he got to Joseph, when he got to Joseph, he, he, he prophetically spoke about the five main channels of the blessings of the Lord. 
So let me quickly read them. Joseph is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. A reference to his brothers. But his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands when were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. May God make your hands strong. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the grace of your, by the God of your father, who will help you, and by the almighty God who bless, who will bless you, number one, with the blessings of heaven above. Number two, blessings of the deep that lies beneath. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors. So five key channels of blessings. Can we move to the five key channels of blessing? Number one, the blessings of the heavens above. Number two, the blessings of the deep that lies below. Number three, the blessings of the breast and womb. Number four, the blessings of your father. And number five, the blessings of ancestors. Can I have some few minutes to explain this to you? The channels of blessings and how to trigger them. Our focus is on the blessings of the Father. But listen to me. Every blessing you are enjoying today, whether big or small, God has used a certain transportation to carry it to you wherever you are. So we have the blessings of the heaven above. For the Jewish people who wrote the Bible, within the context in which the Bible was written, they spent almost all their journeys on the wilderness. The absence of rain to them was a curse. When it rains, it's a blessing. But when you go through the Bible critically, sometimes God will intentionally shut the heavens so that they will suffer. So that they will turn back to him as a result of suffering. And they saw that as a curse. Anytime they didn't have the rain so that they could water their, their farms and, and get water for their animals. They feel they have been cursed. Then when they begin to obey God and walk in the blessings and begin to obey God and walk in obedience to God and obey God's command and their hearts are turned away from foreign gods and marrying foreign women and they come before the Lord in tears and they cry. And then God opens the heavens. When the heavens are opened and the rains are coming upon them and everything is green around them and their farms are coming and they are getting more fruits and they are becoming prosperous, they look at these things and their animals are strong and they are giving birth more and they have more cattle and they have more um, food and they see this, they have wine and they have oil, they have all these things. They look up to the heavens and say, there's a blessing that has come from heaven. Now, one of the keys that trigger the blessings of the heaven above is when you are a good tither. When you walk in obedience in Deuteronomy 28, you see how, how obedience to God's word can open and bring unto you the blessings of the heavens above. Obedience to God's word. Disobedience will lock the heavens over you. So the blessings of God is available for you, but you must trigger it. The second is the blessings of the deep that lies below. You see, God is an amazing God. 
He created us and put us on the different places on the on the on, on earth. And every place where God placed you, there are the blessings of the Lord available. I'm telling you, the blessings of the Lord are available. I told you how God told me, come to back to when I finished school in Europe, the Lord said, Come back to Africa. Come back. Your place of abundance is in Ghana. Come back. I came here 22 years ago with nothing. God has changed my life. Because there are blessings here on earth that if you obey him, so my blessings. I said, the house where I live in, where Accra Business School is, there were uncompleted facilities. And the Lord said, I will give you these things if you obey me. There were blessings waiting for me here on earth. So God has arranged blessings. Ghana, God has blessed her with gold, with diamonds, with oil, now with bauxite. We, we have virtually everything that should make every one of us in this country enjoy free health, enjoy free electricity, and enjoy a lot of free things. The fact that we have mismanaged them does not mean God has not blessed us. Sometimes your blessings are not manifesting because of the mismanagement of the opportunities that God has given you. Oh, I pray for you that the heavens will be opened. Now, do you know one way in which you can enjoy the blessings of the heavens above is to have a spiritual authority who can speak for the heavens to open. Like Elijah did. So I declare, let the heavens be opened. Now let the skies above you be an open heaven. And the ground beneath your feet, may it become a fertile ground for you. I stand here as the servant of the Lord Most High. And I ask him to forgive you of any way in which you have mismanaged the opportunities he has given you on earth. And I ask God to give you a second chance. I ask him to give you a second chance. May the earth beneath your feet become a fertile ground for you. Now, everything that was in the Garden of Eden, God did not bring them from heaven. Uh, he, he, he commanded them from the earth to come. An amazing God. You take a seed, you plant it, there are already nutrients on the earth that will make your seed bud and flourish. What a God. What a God we serve. One man planted, another man watered, but God gives the increase. So you put your seed down on the ground, you go to sleep and God causes rain to fall upon it and God has already provided the nutrients that will let your seed bad. Brother, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. God has been very good to you. Life may not be fair, but God has been good to you. He has given you everything you need to become successful and prosper on earth. I pray that God will open your eyes to see. Oh, Hagar was standing by an oasis, but she saw a desert until an angel of the Lord came to open her eyes. Oh, Abraham was going to sacrifice his child, but there was a, a lamp in the ticket until an angel spoke. Before the end of this year, may an angel appear to you. May the angel show you where your miracle is. May the angel show you where your miracle is. May the angel of the Lord show you where your miracle is. If I'm talking to you, can I hear your loudest amen? You will not continue to suffer. The pain 
must cease. The tears must cease. The glory of the Lord must begin to show. The hand of the Lord must be stretched upon you. There must be a testimony. Jesus was asked to pay taxes. He just asked the disciples, there's a fish there. Catch that fish. There's money in the fish. You see, everything you need for life and godliness is already provided for you. May the Lord open your eyes to see. May the Lord open your eyes to see. God is such a good God that he will never abandon you to, so, to suffer. If there is a suffering in your life, there may be two reasons. Either he is testing you or you have not discovered the blessing around you. You have not discovered the blessing around you. Sometimes do you, ah, you have not discovered the blessing around you. Sometimes a blessing is a human being. I can tell you in the last one year I've associated with Professor Bell, God has used him to be a blessing to Accra Business School and to me in particular. Are you here? God, you, you must always know your destiny helper. God can just bring people your way. People your way. I met Professor Bell about three or four years ago in a coffee shop in London. And then when I was praying for the next move of Accra Business School, the Lord said, do you remember the professor you met in that meeting in the coffee shop in London? That is a professor who will take your university to the next level. Before the foundations of the earth, I had already prepared him for this job. I, the Lord said, I put him down on earth as a blessing for you. Go back and look for him. I went through my old emails, discovered him. We started communicating. And in months, he's gotten at two top UK universities to build relationship with us, partnership with us. We are launching two programs this Friday. That's why he's back in town this Friday at Accra International Conference Center. So you see, the blessings of the Lord abounds around you. You just need to understand. I was in prayer when the Lord said, that is him, go. Professor Cornerstone is a blessing to me. The first time I met him, the Lord said, I brought him to you. Just relax. His mother paid all his school fees for you. So everything he has learned is for you. God can just put someone your way. Before the end of this year, may God bring somebody your way. <laughs> may God put a human being that is a blessing for you. You all know me and mommy's story. Let me bore you again with it. I met mommy in the Bible school. The circumstances under which we met. Sometimes I call my children. I just call them. I said, your mother is such an extraordinary good woman. She's an extraordinary good woman. She's a blessing to me. Yes, I'm just blessed. <laughs> look, look at it. The third channel of blessing. The blessings of the, bre of the breast and womb. That's the blessing of children. You know, no, there are some of you, eh? You are so ungraceful to God because you simply do not understand how God blesses a man or a woman. Some of you, the, your blessing is invested in your children. It's in your children. You may not have built a house, but you have well-behaved, God-seeking children. 
who are in the universities and who are studying. All your children have finished the university. And you are still complaining God has not done anything for you. What kind of human being are you? Well, I forgive you. You are like, a, like, like Hagar. You are standing by a pool of water, but you are still crying that you are thirsty. Because you are blind. Because you are blind. God will never put you on the planet Earth and leave you to suffer. Today, my mother is younger than she was 30 years ago because of me. And when, when all of us seven gather and she's sitting down there, smallish, it's a something year old woman. She can talk like a. <laughs> and you can see she gets excited. She gets excited. As I'm speaking to you now, she's watching. My mother is a, is a social media savvy. She's watching me right now on Facebook. She has Facebook account. She has WhatsApp. She has everything. And when, when he gets calls from her siblings telling her, we have seen your son doing this and your son is doing that. He said, when I hear those things, it makes me live more and more and more. The last time she... The last time she told me, I want to live for 120 years. I said, Mama, why? She said, if I have a son like you, why should I die before my time? <laughs> but we grew up in a single room. We were nine people in a single room. Only one window. Difficult upbringing. Cockroaches, rats, everything. Why in our room? Lizards. Name them. You see them passing while you are sleeping. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Nobody predicted that we will be here at this time. Nobody predicted. But just a son. 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 Please, before you accuse God of wrongdoing, take your time. Wait upon him. Know that he is what ah, if my mother had cursed God earlier on, but now she would have been regretting. She would have looked at me and said, God, I did not know that amongst my children you were raising a champion, you were raising a redeemer. I did not know that my kinsman redeemer was amongst my children. I went around begging for help, and people turned their backs on me because my helper was amongst my children. You may not know how, you may not know when, but he will do it again. I say you may not know when, you may not know how, but he will do it again. Let's go. You may feel down, and feel like God has somehow forgotten. Sometimes you feel God has forgotten you, but brother, sister, I came to tell you. He sent me to tell you. I came with a prophetic word. He has not. He has a program for your life. His presence is still available for you. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Don't give up. Don't give up.
the lives of the righteous people that God selected. Battles have never been about, about properties. Battles have always been about the blessings of the Father. Okay? Have been about the blessings of the Father. At least we know. We know that in the house of Isaac, the major conflict in the house was not about a piece of land. Another one I see born again Christians fighting uncles and relatives over a piece of land in the village where you cannot even plant cassava. It baffles me. Go fight over one plot when the blessing can make you buy the whole village. <laughs> when the blessing can let you buy the whole village. Jacob and his brother Esau did not fight over the properties of their father. They fought over his blessings. My father did not leave a piece of land. He did not leave a house. But one thing my father left for me was a blessing. In his 70s, I used to serve him and I was consistently with him. And every time I served him, he said to me, Kofi, the Lord bless you. Kofi, the Lord bless you. I didn't have him lay his hands upon me, but I had him consistently speaking into my life. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. In the few years of the latter years of his life, I was like a brother to him. We spent our time together. He taught me how to pastor. He taught me how to be a good pastor. I served him and served him. And every time I served him, he said, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. He did not leave me houses, but he left me blessings. That is him. This is my father in his, in his 50s. In his 50s, he looks like today's 30-year-old man. Because he was, he was a blessed man. He was a man honored by the Lord. He served the Lord. From as a teacher in the Methodist school, rose through the rank to become a priest. He became the manager of, met, met, manager of Methodist schools. Went on to become a superintendent minister in the Methodist church. Even though when I was born, he was out of ministry, but he still carried the anointing. Because the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. Are without repentance. While some of you are fighting for worldly things, fighting for worldly things, you will not even have time to have devotion with your children. You will not have time to come to church. You will not have time to do anything. You are smoking in your house. You are drinking in your house. You are virtually telling your children that Christianity is a fake life. Because you are living that fake life at home. You are living that fake life at home. Your children know by their intuition that if we're a Christian, you have a certain quality of life. And they are not seeing that at home. And they are beginning to feel that Christianity is fake. It's a fake life. You must have a certain public life, a certain public appearance, and a different private life. They are watching you. You know the blessing you can leave for your children? Come on. Be a righteous parent. I have been young, now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. Let me tell the reason why, even though Europe is post-Christian, but they are still blessed. Even though America is almost post-Christian, but they are still blessed. You know why? They are the seed of the righteous. 
Their fathers labored for the Lord. They labored for the Lord. They labored for the Lord. They labored for the Lord. Labor for the Lord. Don't be in a church and become a caterpillar, pulling things down. Be a pillar in the church. Let your children learn from you. Let your children learn from you that this God, if you serve him, he will honor you. He will bless you. He will exalt you. He will cause your wife to be like, like a fruitful vine and your children like only shoes around your table. That is what you are looking for. You are looking for your children to be like only shoes around your table. You must be transgenerational in your service to God. Transgenerational in your worship of God. Transgenerational in, your, in everything you do for God. In your relationship with God. It must not focus on you. Abraham did not see the fulfillment of the promise. Yet, his children went to the promised land. The blessing was a transgenerational blessing. Isaac did not see. Jacob did not see. But they played their role to ensure that the promise God gave to Abraham would not be cut short. Don't be like Saul who thought only about himself. Saul's son, Jonathan, should have been a king. But because Saul disrespected God, his son could not take over as king. Another person's son came to take over, David. Jesse's son, David, came to take over. When David sinned against God, God said to him, because you have done this, I gave you a promise that I will not take the kingdom away from you, but I will divide the kingdom. When the kingdom divided was because in a moment, in a flash, David failed to think transgenerationally. When David slept with somebody's wife, that moment, that little short time of pleasure, robbed David's descendants of certain blessings. When Solomon died, the kingdom of of, of, of Israel, got divided. Ten, ten of the tribes went to another place and ten, only two was with David's children. David's descendants. When a woman goes naked before you, before you sleep with her, think, why would this impact, how would this impact my children? When you are offended in church, before you fight in church, before you are killed, before you gossip at home, ask yourself, how would this impact on the lives of my children? God will forgive you the eternal consequences of sin, but the immediate consequences of sin, you will suffer it. Relate with him well, because he has blessings for you. And be a father that can pass on blessings to your children. My children are leaving home no matter where I am. If my mother had to go to school, no matter where I am, she will wait for me to come and bless her before she goes. When she even comes to spend a weekend, she will need a father's blessing before she goes. Hmm? Let me finish on this scripture. It is loaded, but I'm going to just rush it. So, so Jacob had caught um 
his children to bless. I think Joseph, yeah, Joseph at this time had taken his two sons that he had in Egypt to his father for his father to bless. Okay, two, it's okay. So. He has taken his two sons to his father for his father to bless him. Okay, let me, the two of you come. The abbeys, the two of you. I need the two abbeys here. <clears throat> Who is the senior? Okay, they, they are triplets. Uh, they are triplets, but one comes after the other. So you came before him, but I do not came before you. And you came first. So you are the listed. Okay, can you face me? So Joseph takes his sons to his father. Because Joseph had an understanding of the blessings of the father. So before even his father will call all his siblings around chapter 49, he had already taken the lead to go and seek the blessings of his father. And Joseph was a big man. But when he went, Joseph was transgenerational. Joseph was so transgenerational that instead of he going to get a blessing, he went to get the blessings for his children. His first child, his first child, can you come to my right hand? His first child was called, was called Manasseh. Manasseh means forget. Now, he named him because he said he wanted to forget his pain. But in forgetting his pain, he also forgot some glories. Not sometimes how you can take the baby in the bath water and throw them away. And then when he gave birth to his second son, he named him Ephraim. Because God has prospered him and he said, I have become fruitful. So Ephraim meant fruitful. But his father who was prophetic, who had met God, who had met God face to face and has fought God and had overcome. And has had, he was, he was a limping man. He was a limping man. And that was because he struggled with God and for God to overcome him, God had to just cause his socket to dislocate. He was a limping man. A man that had had an encounter with God. He understood more than Joseph. So now he brings his sons. And rightly, he puts his first son, who was called Manasseh, at his right hand. And then puts the second son, who was called Ephraim, at the left hand. Because as far as Manasseh was alive, Ephraim will have to play a second fiddle. <laughs> Are you here? Then, Jacob was almost blind and was about to die. He pushed them down, nailed down. Now, the difference between Jacob and Isaac was that throughout the life of Isaac, the only time Isaac related with God and had an encounter with God when, when he built an altar because people were crossing his valleys with wells. But for Jacob, he had had consistent encounter with God and has understood God and knew God and had the spirit of discernment. His father was blind. Isaac and Jacob disguised himself as his brother Esau and his father did not see. And at this stage, Jacob was blind. And when the children were put before him, he knew that for a long time, for a long, long time, Ephraim had always been behind Manasseh. And he felt that there was a time for a change. And he, his eyes were closed. 
and he was going to bless them. And then as his hand was coming down, his right hand, he crossed his hands like this. I see God crossing his hands towards your direction. He crossed his hands like this. And then Joseph was displeased and held his father's hands and said, Father, Father, no. This is Manasseh, my first son. He should be blessed with your right hand. And this is Ephraim, my second son. He should have the left hand blessing. That's the reserved blessing. He said, I know. How did he know? He knew in the spirit. He said, I know. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And then he crossed his hands. Now look at the last verse of this scripture. The last verse of this scripture. So he blessed them that day, saying, the Israelites will use your names when they pronounce blessings. They will say, may, the God, may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim before Manasseh. For the first time, rise. For the first time. I'm doing this because I know you love your brother. You want your brother to be like you. And he'll be better than you. Okay? The Bible says that. From that day, when he crossed the hands, he put he put Manasseh before Ephraim. For all this while, Ephraim had been here. If Manasseh, look at Manasseh. If Ephraim, uh, Manasseh had been here, Ephraim had been here. Look at Ephraim, taller, bigger, more manly. He could run better than him. But anytime you wanted to move, he hit him. No, he hit him. He hit him. He was not realizing his potential because he was there. God said, you have come far enough. Allow him to also move. I'll pray for the two of you soon. Sit down. Sit down. Listen. God, as I bless oil and anoint you today, from, the, from my right hand, may God put you, Ephraim, before your Manasseh. Before this year ends, may God change something. Now, look at this statement before I bless you. Look at this statement. One, let's go. One, look. Look. The most difficult things in life that you can ever face in life is when you have to play second fiddle as a result of someone's privileged position. Because of someone's privileged position. Ephraim, Manasseh did nothing to deserve double portion and recognition, but because he was a firstborn. Leah had to marry Jacob first because she was a firstborn. Two, when you are slowed by circumstances beyond your control, Jacob had to labor for Rachel for 14 years. He was slowed. May whatever is slowing you, may God put you ahead of that thing. As I anoint you today, whatever is slowing you, may God put you ahead of that thing. In the name of Jesus. Look at verse, look at three. three. When your performance is hampered by someone's position, Chelsea has a player called Rudiger. Rudiger lost his value, lost everything, and he almost went to Turkey to play in Turkey because Lampard was the coach. In fact, I'm telling you, 
if Lampard were still a coach at Chelsea, they would have sold Rudiger, they would have sold Marcos Alonso, they would have sold a number of players. But when the coaching position changed, someone who was a French player, someone who was on reserve, someone who sometimes does not even appear on the bench, has become such a valuable player. Anybody occupying the position that is hampering your development in life, may God cause there to be a change. I said, ah, you didn't hear me. May God cause there to be a change. Look at number four. When you feel like a star, but you are not allowed to outshine the candle. Like Joseph and his brothers. They said, we will not sit down for you to outshine us. But you are a star. Even when they put you in prison, God will visit you. I see that star shining. You are outshining that candle in your life. David brother says, listen boy, we as soldiers, we are not even able to fight Goliath. How dare you? Go back home, go back home. They didn't want the star to outshine the candle. But I see you are shining here. When you feel like a horse, but you are not allowed to outrun the tortoise. Have you ever driven behind a bobo yard on the, on the motorway before? Your car can move at the top speed, but there is an Aboboya in front of you. And the Aboboya has decided that I am not moving. And they are blocked, and they are, they are blocked. There are horses here that have been blocked by tortoises. I declare and I speak by the oil of God upon my life and by the anointing upon my life and by the calling upon my life and by my mandate in the name of Jesus I speak let that tortoise get out of your life get out of your pathway get out of your way in the name of Jesus I see that horse getting ready to take off I say I see that horse getting ready to take off came to tell you after this anointing service God is taking away your Manasseh and is putting Ephraim ahead of him your supernatural acceleration just started your gears just got changed God is giving you an advantage God is moving you to the next level your life is changing your story is changing 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 and god is able god is able 